0: Well, it's Friday. October has come and gone. Harvest rolling. Quite a, a pace out there in the countryside. We're going to talk about that and what's happening in the hog markets in another edition of Feedstuff's Precision Pork, sponsored by Cargill. I'm your host, Andy Vance. Thanks for joining us to discuss the information you need to build a more profitable pork system. I'm joined, as always, by Mark Holsibus, Pork Commercial Director at Cargill. Mark, I mentioned harvest moving at a pretty rapid clip now across the Midwest. What's life look like in Iowa and other parts of the Corn Belt where you've traveled here in recent weeks?
1: Uh, thanks, Andy. I think uh, would be uh, what what you described would be an accurate picture. Uh, I think uh, for the most part uh, we're finishing up beans very 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 quickly. Uh, still a fair bit of corn, obviously in in you know the biggest corn-producing state uh, or states here in the Midwest. Still a fair bit, but we are we're on a good clip as well. Uh, I would anticipate uh, folks be getting close to being wrapped up. Uh, inside of uh, seven to 14 days here looking at the markets and how
0: the markets have digested uh, what they've seen in terms of uh early yield monitor data and just a sense of how the crops coming in uh, my my impression is that it's going to be uh you know a little little easier to price out some of these feed ingredients at least in terms of corn beans meal etc than maybe what we might have
1: anticipated a month or 6 weeks ago yeah i do think the market has has uh has taken some risk premium out, out of out of the forward price curve, you know, e- even on the heels of USDA lowering corn yields, you know, another time here in that last report, um, and you know, t- two three percent below an original estimate back in June, we haven't seen uh, beans and corn specifically go back up and eclipse the prior highs. You got you know you got beans trading thirteen ninety ish fourteen bucks. Uh, Corn in the high sixes and and seven dollar area, as opposed to, you know, high sevens earlier this this summer in terms of the spot contracts. And so, I, I think in spite of a lowering of of projected yields, we still have a big crop, right um, now. Ending stocks are continuing to get lower. We we've got uh, a stocks to use stocks to use ratio that's. You know, you got to go back to 2012-13 to find one quite as low, uh, but, but we have taken some of the risk premium out of the forward price curve on feed, and I think it has given, uh, from a pork production perspective, the industry an opportunity to, to take a breath and now regroup and, and think about next best actions
0: yeah I, I like how you described that as i i look back at some of the highs that were set earlier this year um relative to where we are now just that forward profit curve which we'll talk about more in a minute uh has has changed very rapidly the volatility this this season uh, i want to talk a little bit about the hog markets there we could be having some of the same discussion about the hog markets and lean hog futures as we were just having about corn and beans uh, in terms of what things like look like moving ahead we certainly have much stronger lean hog prices, at least in terms of the futures market, than where we were at the same time a year ago. Um, Do you read that as stronger demand? Do you read that as the market saying, hey, you know, supplies haven't uh, expanded a great deal? What what are you seeing as the underlying support for these lean hog prices?
1: uh, All of the above, I I think, is the, the succinct answer to your question. Certainly from a supply side of the equation, Uh, We've got a situation where production in in the third quarter was flat uh, year over year. Uh, I think we expect it to be down a bit in, in Q4. Um, And and so we are, we are not making more pork right now. And on, on top of that, demand has held up better, I would say than, than maybe was prior previously expected, you know, although export volumes fell in, in, um, you know, late July and August. Uh, overall, I think one would have to say demand has has hung right in there. And so I think you, you put the two together. Uh, limited available supply and maybe better than expected demand. And you've got a, a recipe for cash prices being, you know, 15 bucks easily better over where they were a year ago.
0: Mm-hmm. And looking at, where we go from here. I mentioned that forward profit curve as you start to plot that out. And of course, we have some of the seasonal effects that that will absolutely take uh, uh, take effect here. But overall, what's the picture look like for you as as you stare here into uh, fall drawing to a close winter approaching and on into the early months of 23?
1: I think uh, when you mentioned it just just a moment ago, uh, we're we're looking at a, a very Typical seasonal forward profit curve from a pork perspective. We have a, a couple of months of red ink here in front of us on a you know a spot basis, right? Uh, for pigs that are marketing today in the next couple of months, we we see some red ink, uh, and and then we've but we have shrunk that right, especially with the recent run in in futures values. Um, we, we have shrunk those those uh, those red months fairly substantially. Uh, at the same time, we've probably pulled forward the the green ink uh, into you know let's say March-April time period, and have five or six months of green ink next next year, late spring into uh, into summer and and early fall, and that's better than we've seen here certainly over the past uh, three to four months, let's say, and so feeling better about that, and I you know I think that's. Um, a reason that I would term industry um, sentiment right now is cautiously optimistic. We've got a fairly good handle on supply. We know it's not gonna run away from us to the upside. If anything, we might underperform. Uh, Demand seems to to be holding. And um, a question might be that I think we have to be at least cognizant of is Packer demand for live hogs may be different than consumer demand for meat. And, um, you know, packer returns have have been uh, hammered, I would say have weakened, that's a better way to put it, as as we've not been able to get market-ready supplies in their hands and keep product moving, um, the, the you know, the spread between what they're paying and, and cutout has contracted and i think that's something to to be aware of as we go into fourth quarter and in fourth quarter it always is something to be aware of but i think in particular this year um with a tight available supply and maybe cut out not running away to the upside we've got to be cognizant that um you know we may slow the chain and we may not run saturdays we'll have to just see as we get through the through the fall here
0: looking at that supply side situation you know as i so I look at the fundamentals here. On the one hand, you'd say, "Hey, strong consumer demand for pork protein continues to be uh, a priority for consumers." And yet, on the other hand, uh, if I'm looking at interest rate risk, if I'm looking at you know uh, availability, uh, if I'm uh, of various uh, you know components and products and the supply chain issues that we've been dealing with for now in three years, if I'm looking at just the overall expectation of being able to make money feeding pigs it was particularly with the specter of you know foreign animal diseases and some of the disease issues that we're concerned about do I see that supply chain or, or that uh, supply of pigs that supply of pork situation changing dramatically over the next 12 to 24 months'm I'm, I'm not sure I do mark what are, what are your I, thoughts
1: sharply sideways <laughs> yeah, that's a good way I like that. Sh- sharply sideways andy I I I do think that there is a, a fairly good likelihood that we will see more market ready supplies uh, maybe as early as February of next year, uh, probably more likely in March and April. And and the reason I say that is we have been reducing sow culling and and the sow kill has been down week over, year over year for a number of months here. Now, not big numbers, right? Uh, but, But it there is indications that we have been reducing the 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 culling rate of the sow herd, and I think at some point that does come home to roost. That does not mean that we're going to start growing market ready supplies five percent year over year. I I think we've probably stabilized the sow herd over the course of the last uh, several months, and that probably sets us up to uh, to have stable market supplies. Uh, maybe slightly above last year late winter early spring
0: let's look at opportunities for producers to to make some profits you know we gave a, a little bit of outlook for what the profit curve shows us a little bit earlier on but are there any nutrition tips or or marketing suggestions you would make based on what the tea leaves are showing us now places where a, a producer might look and say hey here's here's a chance you should be thinking about taking
1: well, I, I think from a, a a bigger picture perspective, Andy, we I think we talked about this the last time we were together. We continue to to through the use of some of our producer profitability tool, um, continue to to suggest that we need to keep weights well under control and and likely um, lower than typical seasonal growth curves would want to allow the pig to grow. So. Uh, that that is something that I think the industry has done a nice job of the last the last month to to six weeks. Uh, we're actually three or four pounds uh, better than I think many people had and lower than people had anticipated the industry being. So we've got a fairly current hog hog herd in terms of weights, and that's a good thing. We would we would suggest that that needs to continue here for the next uh, two to three months, uh, at at which point in time we're going to need to probably turn that car around fairly quickly and head the other direction. Um, you know, hogs that that market in June are born in, you know, roughly January and December. And so at some point, we're going to need to uh, start pushing on those pigs that are going to have high levels of summer profitability. And so the the answer to your question is, I think our 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 listeners have to be able to switch strategies very, very quickly to maximize profit opportunity over the course of a year. Right now, for the next couple of months, we we need we need weights to be going down. That's going to turn on a dime sometime midwinter, and we're going to need to make sure we get as much weight on hogs at market in June as possible.
0: Uh, Agility and adaptability so critical to maintaining profit opportunities and taking advantage of what uh, what cards are are put down in front of you on the table. Well said, Mark. Mark Hulsebus, commercial pork director at Cargill. And I would encourage you not only to be proactive on the marketing side, but also to uh, talk with Mark and his colleagues at Cargill and the nutrition and account teams to, to make sure you're uh, taking best advantage of some of these opportunities. That's a wrap for this month's market update from Cargill. If you do have questions about today's podcast, or the markets in general. You can find Mark by clicking on the Ask Mark link in the show notes of this episode of Feedstuffs Precision Pork. Until next time, on behalf of Feedstuffs and Cargill, I'm Andy Vance, wishing you a profitable November.